Buff Nation. Let's go. Huge, huge show. Huge weekend on the way. This is the DMVR Buffs primetime. We are presented by the American Raptors. Head on over to AmericanRaptors.com. Grab your free ticket or stream all their games. My name is Jake Schwanitz. Ryan Konigsberg alongside me. You can call me RK, Jake. RK, how are we feeling? Uh, in anticipation of what has been billed as the biggest recruiting weekend in Colorado football history. Uh, it's a hell of a time to be alive. I have to say, I have to agree with... We coming. Uh, <laughs> not quite, I'm not quite at Don Juan's level here where he says I'm shaking right now. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, we're, we're about on that level. Like, the name... The, I should say what's most impressive to me off the top is the number of players. Uh, and we're going to talk about a few of the guys. We don't have all of them, but what I have heard is the number... Uh, and it is vast when it comes to how many guys are going to be in Boulder this weekend. And then you think, like, I guess I would put it this way. If every guy that was in Boulder this weekend was the recruiting class, it would be very easily one of the top recruiting classes in the country. Like, that's the level of talent they're bringing in this weekend, and it is highly exciting. You talk about the number. In my mind, I just think, I don't know, 25 guys. Then I saw 30 on yesterday on Twitter. And then you told me maybe 40. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you count unofficials, uh, the number is going to get pretty insane. Um, my my uh, thoughts are with the social media team and CU who has to, like, spin up all these yeah. pictures <laughs> and videos of all these guys. Because um, usually these recruiting weekends are much, much smaller. Uh, you know, maybe you have 10, 15 guys right. tops. Coach Prime just said, like, this is the weekend. This is, you know, I'm going to be bringing a Celebration Bowl championship trophy. We're going to hop on a jet and uh, and lock these guys up. It is going to be crazy. I, I wonder if there was a little bit of thought of like, hey, we need to do this sooner rather than later before it gets too, too cold in Boulder. Um, it's supposed to be around 40 in Boulder this weekend, so not exactly warm. But 40 in Boulder when the sun's out, which is supposed to be, really doesn't feel too bad. Exactly. A lot of people excited in the comments. We'll get into it then. These are players that I can confirm are visiting this weekend. We start off with Marshawn Nealand. Uh, that came out yesterday. He is the defensive lineman from Western Michigan. Yep. I believe he's entering his junior season. Um, yep. He is a massive guy along the trenches. We've talked about that a lot. Yeah. And he, I mean, it's another guy, you know, I talked about it with Blake Purchase. These guys who look the part. Um, it's the, it can't be your entire evaluation process, but it's a really good start when you just the first thing, first time you see a guy in the field and you're like, yep, that guy looks like he can play edge at the power five level. That's a good place to start. Yep. To be fair, not a lot of those guys playing in Boulder over the last few years. Um, you know, there are guys, you know, guy Thomas looks like a guy who can yep. play you know, edge at the power five level. Um, but this is a guy who looks apart. You'd love to add some muscle a little bit, you know, put on a little bit of weight, uh, coming up to the pac 12, but another just dude who when you look at him you're like yeah i'd like to have that guy on my team yeah there was a comment on yesterday's show who i think he asked like where would a transfer have the most impact first off the answer is everywhere yep but second quarterback outside of quarterback <laughs> outside of the skill guys this team desperately needs a pass rusher you had guys like guy thomas and terrence lang who were able to do things at times over the last few years they just couldn't really put it all together if you get one of those blue chip guys as a pass rusher this team 
instantly gets a lot better. And it's really been since Jimmy Gilbert for me in 2016 that Colorado had like a legit pass rusher where on third down and 10, you're thinking like, all right, time for him to pin his ears back. He's going to make some noise at the very least. Too many times, I mean, the one I'll go to is USC, which is maybe the most unfair one because the talent gap is just so large. But in two separate times on the drive that really kind of broke the buff spirits, they had him in third and 19 and third and 24. No pass rush. Caleb Williams runs around. One time, did he run for one of those? He got all the entire thing. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, and then another time he like throws it to a crossing route because you know every all the zones have backed up to the sticks, get the ball in someone's hands, and you know he goes off. But you have to be able to get pass rush, and and truly like, if you have good pass rush at this level, yep, it's almost insurmountable for the other team. So you can't have enough of these guys. Agreed. Let's stay in the trenches. Trenches. Savion Washington, the big offensive tackle out of Kent State, he was going to be there this weekend. Uh, of course, Bill Boyle, his former coach at Kent State, Sean Lewis, OC now, former Kent State head coach. That's another big get if they could – I mean, they're obviously going to have him there, but if you can get him to commit and really just reinforce this offensive line off the bat, we're looking good. Yeah, I don't remember where we put him on the list yesterday, but – it w- Six. It, okay. I was about to say it wasn't high enough. It might still not be high enough. Like, this is one of those ones where if they get him, and it really feels like they should, right? He's getting the opportunity to play for Coach Prime. He's getting the opportunity to keep his position coach. He's getting the opportunity to keep his offensive coordinator. Um, gets to put on the black and gold. Gets to play in Boulder. All that good stuff. Like, it's a it's a very serious upgrade for him. Um, and it'll be a very serious upgrade for the Buffaloes as well. Like, this is big. Um I hate to sound like a broken record, but it is the hardest it position to, to flip overnight mm-hmm. in terms of offensive line. There just isn't a ton of great offensive linemen sitting around in the portal. Uh, this is a, a, just an absolute monster in terms of his size uh, that, that gets this scheme, which is not the easiest scheme for offensive linemen. It, it requires some you know, understanding it really well, um, and that shows what a great job Bill Boyle does coaching it. He's a must-have for me. Requires great athletic ability to play line in this um, offensive scheme, too, as these guys are constantly pulling around. Skill players, Jimmy Horn Jr., the former USF Bull, entered the transfer portal. We've seen a lot of smoke kind of pointing him to CU. He's going to be there this weekend. Yes. Uh, There... (laughs) I need to talk to someone who's a little bit closer to this history. There is a ton of hype around Jimmy Horn. Obviously, I've seen like a couple highlights that you can Google of of him. Which, yeah, he he's, looks very explosive. Um, but in his stats, his stats don't jump out to you. But it sounds like this is a guy they really want. Um, and I believe 24-7 at one point called him the number one wide receiver in the portal. Now, I think that was before Aaron Anderson yeah. entered the portal. But still... This is like the hype around Jimmy Horn is insane. Mm-hmm. He was on a bad USF team. So That's fair. USF is one of the few schools in the country that might have been worse than Colorado. Right. And he was an all AAC kick returner, which even if you're on a bad team, if you're talented and you're back there returning kicks, you can really show your talent. Nico Reed's also nice returning exactly. kicks. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> I love Nico Reed. He's I do a great too. player. Uh, let's stay with the skill guys. 2023, I believe he's a four star. Malachi Coleman, originally committed to Nebraska. Ooh. Said he was going to be visiting Michigan. Nope. He said, I'm going to be going to Colorado this weekend. That alone makes me like him. What makes me like him even more, you know where he's from? 
Lincoln, Nebraska. Ah, yes. Uh, and normally cool. that wouldn't make me like him, but the fact that he's considering Colorado makes me love him. Um, going into Nebraska and taking the number one player in the state right out of there mm-hmm. would be mm, chef's kiss. <laughs> chef's kiss recruiting. So um, I, I love that a whole idea. And then you just watch this kid. Mm-hmm. Good Lord. We said it the other day, but all you have to know, all you have to see to know what kind of freak athlete Malachi Coleman is, is his bio, which says he's a wide receiver slash defensive end. Yes. And the crazy running and jumping numbers that he has in that bio. Also. Oh, yes. Um, believe he's, oh gosh, now I'm going to get people confused. I think it was Jimmy Horn, actually, who set the long jump record uh, or won the state long jump in Florida. But um, Malachi Coleman wide receiver slash defensive end. And when you watch him play, it's actually awesome because when you think of wide receiver versus a defensive end, what do you think the biggest difference is between them other than size is physicality. Yep. Boy, is he physical mm-hmm. um, with the ball in his hands or when he's playing on the defensive side of the ball, he's just, I think it was maybe on three or maybe one of those other like smaller services who said they were uh, starting a freaks list <laughs> uh, or like true freaks. Yeah. And they were like, Malachi Coleman is a very big candidate for the true freaks list. He just blows my mind with his athleticism, his length, his physicality. And he, there's a reason why, you know, he's the best player in the state of Nebraska and, and a four-star. Pure athlete. We'll see what happens this weekend. Landon Beebe, I believe he's a three-star offensive tackle. Um, he visited or had offensive line coach Bill O'Boyle visit him in-house this week. He is going to be there, he said on Twitter. Trenches, man. Yep. Sign me up. Um, another guy, Tim Brewster, visited in-house this week was Kyle Morlock um, from, what was the college again? I can't remember. Shorter? Shorter, I believe it was. Um, massive tight end. He said they're going to turn CU into TEU. We'll see. But is he on the list? Is that what you're saying? He's coming this week? I That, that is the one that I don't know for sure, but okay. he got an in-house visit this week, okay. and we've seen a lot of signs pointing to him and CU. Yeah, I ha- I hadn't heard for sure. I asked actually about him specifically. Didn't get a straight answer. So okay. uh, not con- not confirmed on that one, but one that the buffs are uh, are trying to make a late push. What's unfortunate here is all of these are late pushes. Yep. You know, and and you think about what this class is going to turn into I think by Sunday night. But imagine what this class is going to look like next year. Yep. When they have an entire year uh to go and build off of this momentum uh and hopefully win a bunch of games. Um I'm I'm I think it's fair to set the expectations at a top 10 class in the country next year. And that might even be setting it low. I've heard that this portal class might be finishing top 10, top five. We're talking portal classes. Isn't that insane? Portal classes, (laughs) portal top fives, portal stars. I love it. Crazy stuff. Uh, The comment from Look for Truth is right. I just looked it up. Kyle Morlock has committed to FSU. Oh, no. Yep. It's not too late. It's not too late. We'll see. <laughs> not um, until he signs. Yes, sir. Uh, a lot of those uh, flips, I think, are going to come down to those signing days this year. We saw it last year with Travis Hunter at JSU. Yep. You have some other names that you wanted to talk about that you know will be there. You actually hit on a bunch of the ones that I was able to confirm. The one uh, that I just heard recently that you didn't mention, which is an exciting one, is Vakari Swain, um, who is another just beast 
um, at a four-star athlete out of, I believe, the state of Georgia. You can confirm yep. for me. Carrollton, Georgia. Yep. Uh, and I think he's like the 14th best recruit out of the state of Georgia, mm-hmm. uh, uh, according to 24-7. Um, and like the number one, uh, number 11 athlete. You're nailing it, man. Uh, so, yeah, I did a little research on him right before the show as I heard the name. Um, that's the one other one that I was able to uh, to confirm or at least hear that he is coming this week. Um, obviously, these things are kind of fluid. I can't believe I'm back to uh, asking people about who's visiting. It's, it's a great feeling. <laughs> it was something I was actually really sick of by the time, you know, uh, for those of you who don't know, I covered CU as my day-to-day job I don't know what would be like six years ago now now I'm just you know someone who loves the program and always has uh and enjoys talking (laughs) and enjoys talking buffs with you um but or anyone for that matter um but now I'm like back to like grinding sources and it's and now it's just like out of fun for me um so I I enjoy like texting people and being like who's coming you know whatever um more so as just a fan and then you know can have a couple scoops here and there it's good to have you back in it vicari swain is a current south carolina commit hashtag flip watch flip watch poor south carolina <laughs> eh. <laughs> <They got laughs> i mean it's a rattler <laughs> yeah i don't feel bad for them but you know we're kind of going after all their guys between south carolina and tennessee yeah i've uh, put together a whole team of the flips it's going to be crazy do you have any other names <sighs> not at this moment here's what i'll say we're always going to try and bring you as much info as we can. If you want the full list, we're just probably like maybe one day we're going to be able to, to give you the full list. But there's a guy who's been doing this for a long, long time. He's the best in the business. He actually was a mentor of mine getting into this business. It's Adam Munster Tiger at buffstampede.com. If you're not, if you're a diehard Buffs fan, you're not a member there or you're not subscribed there, you should absolutely uh, sign up. Like it, it's, it's worth it. Adam is a true pro, um, really like treats all of his subscribers uh, really, really well. So I highly recommend it. Of course, you should be a member here at DNVR, become a diehard, and you can hop in the Discord and talk yep. with us there. But I also uh, would always recommend becoming a Buff Stampede member because Adam nails it, especially on this recruiting stuff. Huge Adam Munster Tiger fan. One of my favorite guys every time I go to a game to just chat to for the first five, ten minutes I get there. Also... Might not know this about him. Sweet jump shot. Really? Yes. Bucket getter. I heard he was a runner. He's told me that. So yep, yep. I could see Range it. Range for days. Love that. Let's get into a few more rumors. Um, this broke yesterday. UCLA has been approved to leave the Pac-12 for the Big Ten in 2024. Next year will be the last season we see USC and UCLA in the Pac-12. Your thoughts? Fuck them. All right, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) I told you I was going to say it. Uh, Honestly, I will expand. I'm fine with this. Now, remember, it probably means the Pac-12's days are numbered. How numbered they are, I don't know. Um, But the fact that we have Coach Prime on our side now is – I don't know if I can even explain how valuable it is in these conversations – uh, we've said it a thousand times. I th- I think eventually we're going to two mega conferences. Mm-hmm. The fact that you have, I think it's the 17th TV market in the nation in Colorado, or I should say in Denver. Um, and now you have Coach Prime, who is going to do insane ratings this year. Insane ratings for CU games. Everyone is going to want uh, that this team, as long as 
Coach Prime stays around long enough for us to get for those conversations to happen. Um, everyone's going to want the Buffs on their side when when, when all is said and done. That being said, I really don't care if UCLA and USC leave, especially when it comes down to these recruiting battles. You know, we haven't seen that many yet that are uh, CU versus USC or UCLA, but they are going to happen, Mm -hmm. especially next year. And I think the fact that USC and UCLA are leaving the Pac-12 is going to hurt those schools when it comes to uh, recruiting California. So, you know... They're going to win their battles. They're, they still have very strong brands. But I think you're going to have an opportunity to get a lot of people who want to stay on the West Coast. Like, There's just something to be said for, do you want to play a couple games at Stanford, Cal, Arizona, Arizona State every single year? Um, or do you want to send your family out to Iowa City, Iowa? And... Um, Lincoln, Nebraska, and Columbus, Ohio. Like, it's just a different trip. It's a different culture out there. Um, I think it's going to hurt them. So, see ya. We also have the Pac-12 media rights that are coming up, too, and I'm going to keep bringing this up because this is going to be massive for the conference. We saw the Big 12 kind of get a bigger deal than expected just a few months ago. Wouldn't be surprised if the same thing happens for the Pac-12 very, very soon. This came through just before we went live, or actually a few hours ago, but 247 Sports did a video with their director of scouting, um, Adam Ivins. He talked about uh, Caden Proctor, the number one offensive tackle in the country, number five overall recruit in the country Mm. in this class. He said to watch out for Colorado. Hashtag flip watch. Let's go. Where is he currently committed? Iowa. Oh, we talked about him. (laughs) Oh, poor Spence. Poor Spence. Um, yeah, black and gold's better than black and yellow. I don't know what to say. Yep. Uh, I believe that is it. I got one for you. Go ahead. Um, talked last night with someone just about how many uh, Jackson State guys we could expect. Um, and I won't get into details because I got kind of a vague answer and was trying to get more details. out. So I don't want to speak out of turn, I guess, would be the, the way of saying this. More than we think at least more than has originally been discussed. You know, we've essentially been talking about three main guys. Yep. Um, and it sounds like it's going to be quite a bit more than that coming over from JSU. So whether those guys end up being starters uh, or Coach Prime kind of trusts them as, you know, hey, these are guys who do things the right way, who are going to buy into my program, who are going to be um, part of that top 10%. You know, I always talk about this with coaches um, and it, it changes depending on the program. The longer you're there, I think the, the larger the top number grows. But you got 10 on top, 10% on top. That is going to be your 10% who follow the coach in everything he does, mm-hmm. follow all the rules, do everything right. They're the leaders. They're the captains. You get 10%. Then you have 80% in the middle. These guys are the guys who can be swung one way or of the other. If your leadership is strong, a lot of the 80% is going to migrate up and join the 10%. And then you have your bottom 10%. These are the guys who are fucking around yep. and causing you know trouble and getting in trouble on campus or not going to class, you know, being ineligible, stuff like that. If your top 10% isn't strong, that bottom 10% is going to win over some of that middle 80%. And so I, I have a feeling that Coach Prime is bringing over guys that he believes either 
are going to be in his top 10%, even if it's not top 10% of talent? Mm -hmm. Or are those middle guys who followed the top 10% at JSU? Uh, and I think that's an important part in building a program. Obviously, talent comes pretty much before all else, but culture is right behind that. Uh, and he's, he's trying to instill a very specific culture. Just going back to what you said, I mean, a lot of those players, they did commit to JSU technically. They committed to Coach Prime, though. Mm -hmm. He's going to be coming to Colorado. A lot of them are going to be coming with him. Does it surprise me to hear that that, uh, that guesstimate number of 10 that was thrown out earlier on, it's going to be higher than that in terms of these JSU I games? I think so, too. And I also think it's there's going to be some guys who are – and obviously they have the option to go wherever they want. But I think there's going to be some guys who are kind of put on the – for lack of a better term, back burner, yep. and just say, hey, if we have room at the end of this all, I'd love for you to come with us. Mm -hmm. I also understand if you need to go, you know, do whatever is best for you. Also important to note, this is just the beginning of the process, too. I mean, first signing day opens the 21st. National signing day isn't until February 1st. And then after the spring, when a bunch of these guys can become graduate transfers, there will be another uh, crazy cycle of people entering the portal. <laughs> I and love committing this comment to from Woody who says, can't believe my work schedules a meeting while I'm listening to DNVR <laughs> SMH. The audacity of his boss. Under, throw us on the projector, please. Yes, for real. We'll, we'll have a talk in two. Uh, also, Paper Route Jones, maybe want a name to look in here. Here, um, Peter Woods is now, I believe they're saying, now followed by Shador, Kelvin, and Travis. Be aware of that flip from Clemson. So I don't even know who that name is, but officially on Flip Watch. Flip Watch, baby. <laughs> it's time. Real quick, before we move on the show, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Game Time. It's the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Buffs Basketball is a game tonight. I think it's $2 gets you in the door through Sheesh. Game Time. Uh, 12 bucks for the game against Northern Colorado on Sunday. North Alabama isn't bringing the people in, huh? Doesn't, doesn't seem like <laughs> <All> it. <right. laughs> um, of course, if you want... To check out Game Time for Buffs football tickets, I'd get a move on there very quickly. If you love DMVR, then you'll love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. Also, shout out to our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. You can also boost your winnings up to 100% with their stepped-up same-game parlays. Is the Jackson State line still around 14.5? I can double-check, but it was 14 yesterday. Okay. Uh, and like I said, we're going to be doing the watch-along yep. for the game on Saturday. For those of you who don't know, it's a second-screen experience where essentially you can watch the game with us, meaning... The cameras will be on us. We'll be watching the game. You'll be watching the game. Uh, turn on the watch along. We'll you know, be breaking down what we see. Obviously, we'll be looking at things a little bit through a uh, black and gold lens, mm -hmm. um, but it should be fun. You know, We're going to yeah. be cheering hard for JSU, uh, enjoying ourselves. I know a couple of you have mentioned coming down to the bar, so um, you know, if, if you're here, talk to someone. Maybe you can come up and say hi while, uh, while there's a break or something, but yeah, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DMVR. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Still 14. Still at 14. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DMVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Someone in the comments mentioned flip watch on Darren Reed also. I believe that is the Penn State 2023 defensive lineman. Um, also just pulled up Peter Woods. 
247 yeah. profile. He's a beast. He is a hard commit to Clemson, so hashtag Flipwatch. Mm-hmm. The number six overall prospect in the state of Alabama, number seven defensive lineman, number 59 overall 2023 prospect. Five star on the 247's composite ranking. Yes. Sheesh. <laughs> Sheesh, indeed. We're going to switch gears here, kind of talk about this celebration bowl and start to preview this game. Of course, Jackson State going for an undefeated perfect season at 13-0. and They will be facing off against the North Carolina Central Eagles. They are 9-2 and so far this season. Two very explosive offenses, but I think we saw it in the, uh, what was it, the SWAC title game? Yep. The last game we watched against Southern. It was Jackson State's defense that really took the game over. Three interceptions. They've allowed, I think, 11 points per game all season. Um, but NC Central, high-flying offense. I guess what are we looking for from Shador Sanders in this offense to try and bring it home for JSU? Man, just do what they do, you know? Like, uh, they Shador operates that offense like a well-oiled machine. Uh, and I'm sure... Uh, North Carolina Central is going to have some counters and things that they throw at him to try and get him off his game. I think the number one thing that defenses could try to do against this offense is disguising coverages uh, because uh, Shador is just so good. I mean, Mm -hmm. insanely good for a sophomore to be able to look out, see what he's looking at and say, okay, well, you're in this coverage, so this is open. Um, You know, if you're going to run cover two, like he's going to see that whole shot. Um, whatever it may be, you know, if you're in cover three, he's going to find the seam. There's just so it's so easy for him to look out there, know what he's looking at and, and attack it. So I'm sure they're going to try to disguise some things. It's a lot harder to disguise with college kids um, and no disrespect to North Carolina Central. But like, yep. Alabama is going to have a much easier time having players who can disguise and, and execute from those disguises. Um, so they might have to just do what they do. Um, I expect JSU to be methodical. I expect uh Shador to move the ball consistently and I think my thought of the way this game turns out is it's maybe going to go back and forth a little bit early mm-hmm. and I don't know if uh if NC Central is going to be able to keep up with the way that with the way that uh Jackson State moves the ball as Lawrence said in the comments this NC Central team is better than the Southern team that Jackson State played a few weeks ago NC Central they lost to South Carolina State 26-24 to early in the season. Um, they lost their other game early, too. They then went on a bit of a run, ended up finishing 9-2. and They won the MEAC title. I believe that is Yuck. the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference. I, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I looked it up. Um, North Carolina Central won two Black College Division II national titles in the mid-2000s. They also split one in 1954. Um, they got to the 2016 celebration bowl but lost to grambling state so maybe some unfinished business there on the um the nc cent or yes nc central end uh the meac is five and one in the celebration bowl over the swac that's the ma- the meac yes the meac yes that's- <laughs> uh that lone loss coming when nc central lost to grambling are we rolling jsu minus 14 I want to see if they allow us to uh, to buy this down. Even 13 and a half would be a little bit more comfortable for me. But right now, they're not giving me that option. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably take the the. I would lay the 14. Um, but m- I I'm more interested in the over, which mm-hmm. is set at 55. 
I like that line. Yeah. Two explosive offenses in a title game. We're playing, I believe, in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, too. So Sick. it's going to be a hell of a setting. Um, any other lines that we should be kind of monitoring, I guess? I mean, we'll be talking about all this live while we do our watch-along, doing some live bets and stuff like that, too. Um, anything else you want to add before we get on to questions? I don't think so. I do. I, I keep saying this. But I'm hoping to have a little bit more of an idea of the guys we should be watching yep. um, other than the obvious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, the uh, awesome Jackson State fans in the comments gave us a bunch of names yesterday. Yeah. I have to go back and write those down before we go. I feel like I'm mm-hmm. um, like a, an announcer doing like game prep. You oh, know? yeah. Um, but it, it's it's going to be a different experience for us. We're used to doing watch-alongs of teams that we know top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to come in with a little bit more... Uh, understanding of what we're looking at on saturday yep that's going to be my work tomorrow i'm going to be going back watching a lot of jsu games a few nc central games just to kind of get a beat on it exactly and just to give you guys a an update we are because we're doing the saturday show we're not going to be doing a show tomorrow taking the day off um one of very few for us in the last i don't know 14 days I mean, I think it's a good day to take a day off because it's going to really get rolling when we get back. Yes, yes. And keep an eye out for some of uh, our short-form content. I know a lot of you watched yep. our Dylan Edwards video, but you know we'll be, uh, we'll be on standby uh, if big names start rolling in. Before we move on to your guys' questions, I want to tell you all about our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. You guys know we love our Breck brews here at DMBR. I love the Mountain Beach Sour. Ryan's a big Strawberry Sky fan oh, yeah. uh, with the RK Special. It's been a minute. It uh, I haven't tried one. I still want to do that at some point. Go go downstairs and get one right <laughs> after this. We may, we just may have to. Breckenridge Brewery also has you covered in terms of Christmas. If you need a Christmas gift idea, enter your favorite beer lover into Breck's Nice List sweepstakes at breckbrew.com and search Nice List. That, is, that link is in the description. You can also check out their beer locator at breckbrew.com to find a brew near you. Shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. Let's get on to questions then. All righty. Yeah. Okay, we have this one here. Ah. Any progress with Blake Purchase, or is that a huge long shot? I would not call it a huge long shot. I would certainly not call it a huge long shot. Uh, And I guess if the question is, has there been any progress made? Yes. Mm -hmm. There has been a lot of progress made. Uh, and the progress was made before Prime even got here, which was Blake Purchase telling the Denver Post, yep. if they get Coach Prime, I would have to think twice about my decision before going to Oregon. Well, that prophecy is, is happening. Um, is, it, is it a done deal? No. But I think the Buffs are in great position. A lot of uh, signs pointing that way. You can throw that comment. Okay, this one works too. Uh, what do we know about the uniforms? Do we know if there could be any more uniform combinations? I know Primus said this on the well-off media videos and some other YouTube stuff that he's going to work on it, but we're seeing recruits already in these current uniforms. So There will be more. Love to hear that. There will be more. Um, now, the, for what it's worth, I don't know if the commenter knows much about what the Buffs have at their disposal. They have a lot right now. Um, black, white, and gold pants um you know black i actually think they got rid of the gray um because they used to have gray pants but i they wore those at air force this year okay so they still have the gray mm-hmm. i, I want to say like carl Durrell got rid of the gray helmet they probably still have them um so i guess bra- black white gold and silver pants um same with the helmets same with the jerseys except for gold we don't have a gold jersey um that being said 
from what I understand, the easiest thing to change quickly is helmets. Um, you can get new helmet colors, new helmet decals. That's one thing I think I would expect to see next year is like some fun um, mix-ups on the helmets. Um, and then the other thing is, look, we talked about I've talked about ratings a lot. Nike, who is the Buffs partner on this stuff and will be through 2025, fully understands that there are going to be a lot of people yeah. watching Colorado in that black and gold. Uh, and I have a feeling that if the Buffs have a specific request, they're going to be very high on their priority list uh, for Nike to get that done. So I wouldn't be surprised if there is some specialty stuff mixed in next year. I don't think they're going to change the entire set. I could be wrong on that. Um, but I think there there's definitely going to be some some special uniforms. For sure. Uh, one other thing that Coach Prime said is that JSU hasn't worn the same uniform combination once this year, and he kind of expects that going forward. Yeah. So. I So, like, I have a lot of appreciation for the gold, black, gold. That is CU's most traditional look, right? Mm -hmm. um, I also don't think they've gotten the gold pants right in, like, 20 years. Um, it's a hard color. It is a hard color to, to make a fabric out of. Like, you want it to match the helmet. The best combination in sports history, in my humble opinion, is the gold helmet with the black jersey and the black pants. Um, I hope they rock that as much as possible. Carl Durrell way overplayed the gold, black, gold look. Um, no, no surprise that he was like more of a traditional mm -hmm. guy. Um, I don't think Prime is going to worry about any of that. He's smart enough to know it's not about what you think. It is about what 17, 18, 19-year-old yes. kids think looks cool. Um, and also, I think Coach Prime has the gift that what he thinks looks cool also meshes with what they think looks cool. Um, so they're going to get creative. They're going to be doing a lot of stuff. It's going to be fun. I think there's gonna, uh, this goes back to a conversation we had the night that they hired Coach Prime or maybe the next day. Some people aren't going to like it. You know, yeah. I don't think they're I think they're going to move pretty far away from the traditional look, at least uh, seeing it too much. I will love it as much as I love gold, black, black. If we see that once a year, I'll be happy and whatever else, you know, the kids want to see, give it to them. Was it the uh, TCU game where they kind of wore the Cliff Branch throwbacks with the CU on the helmet? Or yeah, that those was, were fresh, too. Those were really sick. I forgot about that. Yeah, that, I loved that, and and I, that's what I mean. Like that was an easy one, right? Mm -hmm. They were able to get that done in a short period of time, um, because all you had to do is change the decal on the helmets yep. and put that stripe on there. Those are things you can do really easily. That's something I expect for sure. Looking forward to it. From Jeff Nelson, do you guys think Shador has the NFL type style? I don't know at this point. I mean, we've talked a lot about Shador. We've talked a lot about his insanely impressive accuracy, his feel for the game. I mean, if we want to critique, yeah, I mean, the arm could be a little bit stronger. Yeah, he could be a little bit faster. But this is a guy that's a pretty well-rounded quarterback at this point. I think the question at this point is, is he a first-round NFL guy? Mm -hmm. um, not, is he an NFL guy? I think that the, he's yeah. absolutely going to get drafted in the NFL as long as he continues on the curve that he's on currently. Um, I think the challenge for him is improving his game to the point where, where he is a first-round NFL draft pick. Absolutely. He's going to put himself in the conversation. He's going to be... Playing on national TV, I mean, he was playing on national TV last year, but a lot more um, high-profile games against high-profile teams this year. He's going to definitely earn some draft buzz moving forward. Is that all we have? Uh, I see one from David here. He says, why do so many so-called experts think CU will only win four or five games? Jake? 
Um, the roster as it stands right now, even not in a great state. Yeah. And I think that's the main thing here is, um, no one knows what CU looks like next year. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of people are saying, well, that's a one win roster. And you know, there's only so much a coach could do overnight. I think things have changed dramatically in college football in terms of what you can do overnight, meaning Mm -hmm. over one off season. Um, I think we'll, there will probably be a point where those experts are saying, oh, actually, maybe I could see seven or eight yep. because there's just such a dramatic change on the roster. I mean, they've got Stanford, they got CSU, they've got plenty of winnable games on the roster if they just, or on the schedule, if they just improve the roster a little bit even. Um, they hung in against Cal last year. Someone else said, uh, Bucky, uh, we watched this video, they said, uh, Bucky said Big Ralph is going to be wearing a gold chain next year. Love it. No one can object to that. No. <laughs> that would be incredible. Also, Bucky did call him a he. He did call her a he in that. He already learned. He already said on Twitter, my bad, won't make that Love mistake that. again. There it is. Um, like I said, those are the things you have to learn. You know, There's little uh, nuances. Yeah. Maybe we see the, uh, the, like, the straps the handlers use like... I don't know, like rhinestone and gold or just being straight up gold, too. I mean, yes. I would love to see more gold on our girl, Ralphie. Yes, absolutely. Um, and actually, it kind of reminds me of something. I'm interested to know if the commenters would be interested in this. Um, we were talking about making like short form video series. I was thinking like um, a new fan's guide to Colorado football, yeah. just having all of those things in a video form. I wonder if people would be interested in following that. It'd be a great crash course. It's something we could definitely do. Um we could do a little update on this recruiting class just so far. As my by my count, there are six players that were committed to Coach Durrell and Coach Sanford that have yet to either decommit or reaffirm themselves. But guys like Morgan Pearson are in there. He looks like a strong commit. Yep. Sounds um, like they want him back too. Yep. Um, and then as it stands right now, there are only six players in this 2023 class incoming. Dylan Edwards, Assad Wasim, Jordan Hall, Ryan Staub. Tajay McCoy and Victory Johnson. And then that's not including uh, Champion Johnson, who I think is a preferred walk-on. Yes. So uh, that list is going to grow very soon. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's going to be fun. Make sure you guys tune in, hang out with us. Go ahead. Two things on the um, logistics of this weekend, Mm because a lot of people have been asking me, is Coach Prime going to be there? Yes. Celebration Bowl kicks off at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. I say you budget three to four hours for that. So let's just go with four hours. Mm-hmm. Um, that gets you to 2 p.m. Mountain Time. <clears throat> I'd also like to imagine an hour of time with the team slash media, all of that stuff. Yes, to give the Celebration Bowl uh, its namesake, a celebration. Yep. Hopefully they win, and that's what they're doing after the game. So that brings us to 3 o'clock Mountain Time. Three-hour flight. Uh, and, and so I think 6, 7 o'clock – on Saturday night, Coach Prime will be in the building. I'm sure that whoever's planning this recruiting weekend has something special planned for the evening. I, I would guess at Folsom Field under the lights. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll do something cool then. Might I suggest running Ralphie? Um, <laughs> you know, get, get all those guys fired up. Then they'll do whatever. They'll do a dinner. And then Sunday, usually in these types of things, each player has an individual meeting with the coach. A lot of times that's when guys commit. Um, and so I would expect you might get some news rolling in late Saturday night or Saturday evening, and then a lot of news on Sunday, just based on my experience following these types of weekends in the past. 
And to all you psychos in the comments that love tracking planes and stuff, do not do that. You will get banned on, on Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> do not do that this time. Um, uh, we'll be tra we'll be uh, tracking it privately. Yes, privately. Just <laughs> do not share it. Um, Elon will come and strike you down. Thank you guys so much for watching. As I said, we'll be back on Saturday watching the Celebration Bowl, having a lot of fun. Hope you guys join us. Let's go Buffs. Let's go Buffs.